Well, we do want to say a happy Mother's Day and hope that it'll be a great one for you. And, and part of that, we wanted to take just a moment and, and recognize our, our moms. So if you are a mom in the room this morning, we're going to ask you to stand and remain standing for just a moment, if you would, please. All moms, let's stand across the room. Let's let these ladies know how much we appreciate them. Very good. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, moms. Go ahead and be seated if you would. How, how blessed so many of us are uh, by the moms that, that God used to, to shape and to impact uh, our lives. You know, when you, when you think about uh, uh, moms, uh, there, there really are a lot of different kinds of moms. Uh, certainly there's biological moms, there's adoptive moms, stepmoms. There are those who are laboring as single moms. There are those who are step into to the gap and, and serve all of us well as, as foster moms. On and on the list goes. There are folks who are spiritual mothers who come alongside and, and nurture and, and pour into others uh, spiritually. And on and on and on the list uh, could go. And we want to want to celebrate moms in, in all of those directions along the way. But not only celebrate, but actually the scripture calls us to honor, uh, to honor. One example of that is in the uh, sixth chapter of the, the book of Ephesians. Look at verses two through three, Paul, Paul picking up on uh, the commands of Moses right there in the Ten Commandments. Honor your father and mother, this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Now, I don't know if you've ever, ever stopped to think about it, but why? Well, why did God give us a command to honor our parents? Not only why did God give us that command, but why was it so important to God that it made the top 10, right? I mean, think about that. Uh, of all the things that could have been included in the top ten, and there's some that you certainly jump off in terms of having no other God uh, before him and uh, uh, don't murder and all of these things, but right there in the middle of the top ten was this command to honor, to honor our parents. Why did God give such a command? Well, I think there are perhaps several reasons, but let me just uh, give you a few just to start your thinking, and then I want to just uh, kind of hone in on, on how we live out that command at the different stages of our life. The first reason I think God gave that command is individuals and societies are enriched. When parents are honored, when, when elders are honored, when the, the, the wisdom of, of folks who have gone before us are honored societies are blessed societies are enriched in fact is this was the command in that list of 10 commandments where there's this promise connected to it and, and and paul highlighted that that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land well, one of the things that as you even think about our society particularly kind of in this western world is that sometimes we so elevate youth and we want to target at them and our advertising and that that becomes the market everybody is pursuing and that sort of thing and one of the perhaps unintended consequences of that is less and less and less it seems that we honor those who have gone before us 
Less and less are those who have gone before us held in honor and esteem. And when that happens, when it reaches a critical tipping point, it really has a detrimental effect in a society as a whole. God gave us this command in part because individuals, our lives individually, our life collectively as a society is blessed and enriched when parents are honored. But I think there's another reason that God gave us this command, and that is because every parent is flawed, okay? Every parent is flawed. I know that's a dangerous thing to say on Mother's Day, right? Uh, you know, I, I, I made the mistake one time, you know, you learn th- things through the years. I made the mistake one time, and I can't even remember exactly the name of the, the, the sermon. It was, like, it was something like, no mom is perfect, you know? And, and the idea was to encourage moms that nobody was perfect, and and afterwards, I had some folks just coming up, just all upset with me that their mom was perfect, and, blah, 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 and how dare I say that? You know, I was tempted to say, you must not have been too perfect, look at you, but anyway, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, those are things you write in the book after you retire as a pastor, the, you know, <laughs> things I wish I had said, right? Uh, let's face it, every parent is flawed. Every one of us is flawed. Every one of us has not-so-good days. All of us have stuff that we're still growing and learning in. And I think one of the reasons for that command is to recognize you honor your parents not because they're perfect, but because they're your parent. Every parent is flawed. But... There's another reason, and that is simply this. God chose them to make you unique. For whatever reasons, and then one of the things I realize is that when you come to a day like this, many, many, many of us in this room are blessed with with, with wonderful parents. There are some that that's not their story. Some may even not even really know who their biological parents were. But here's what I know. God chose them to make you unique. He chose that unique combination of people, their unique combination of DNA to make you, you. To make you, you. God gave you the parents he gave you in part to make you the person that he intended you to be. Notice how the psalmist captured it. You for, you, for you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Hear me today. You are not an accident. You're not unplanned. And and maybe you say, well, I I heard all my life, you know, I was an oops or I wasn't planned. Or or maybe you say, listen, you don't know, my parents didn't even want me. They they rejected me from from the beginning. Hear me. 
You may have been rejected by your parents. You may have been unplanned by your parents, but you were not unplanned by God. You are not an accident in the eyes of God. And he chose the unique parents you have to give you the unique DNA that you have. He chose the parents you have to make you you, to make you the person that he created you to be. And in light of that, we are called to honor, to honor our parents. Now, honor is one of those words that, that sounds good, but how do you do that? I mean, how do you practically obey a command like this? How do we honor our parents? And my answer is, it depends. It depends upon what stage of life you're in. And by virtue of that, perhaps what stage of life uh, they're in. So we're just going to kind of lump this into three uh, big categories, and hopefully it'll be uh, applicable to you or maybe something you can pass along uh, to others along the way. So let's start uh, from the beginning. As a child, as a child, what does it look like when I am still living in in the home of my parents or under their uh, authority? What does that look like? As a child, I honor my parents by obeying them by obeying them. That's what the scripture says. Children, the first verse of Ephesians 6, children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Does it mean they're always going to be right? No. Does it mean that they're going to call it perfect every time? Absolutely not. But it means that, that there is still that call to honor them. And as a child, I honor my parents by obeying them, by obeying them along the way. That doesn't mean they're perfect, doesn't mean they always have it right. It means that, that I honor by obeying. See, one of the, one of the most important life skills is how we respond to and relate to authority. How we respond to and relate to authority. And God's proving ground, God's shaping ground for that is the home. Is the home. He established authority in a home, in a church, in a government. And the home is the place where we are to learn to respond to authority. In fact, is the better we learn to respond appropriately to authority in the home, that's going to help us. That's going to help us in school. That's going to help us in the marketplace. That's going to help us as we relate to government. That's going to help us within the body of Christ. That's going to help us to relate to the ultimate authority of God in our lives. And so God uses the home to shape how we relate to how we respond to authority in our life. Even as an adult, you'll always deal with authority. There's always going to be authority in our life that we're going to have to relate to and respond to. Ultimately, and the highest authority is certainly the authority of God. So as a child, as a child, I honor my parents by obeying them. But as I continue to grow and develop, I, I become a young adult. And as a young adult, that, that will begin to look a little different. The command to honor is still there, even though your season of life is now different. As a young adult, I honor my parents by respecting them 
by respecting them. Leviticus 19, every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. The author of Hebrews, in talking about the, the, the fatherhood of God, the, the, even the, the disciplining, shaping hand of God, said, besides this, we had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we respected them. We respected them. Now, what does it mean to respect? Well, it involves a whole lot of things, but uh, two at least are foundational. The first is accepting them accepting them. The accept, this doesn't mean I don't see their weaknesses or their flaws. Remember, way back in the beginning, no parent is perfect, right? All parents have flaws. All people have flaws. And so part of respecting them, even as a young adult, is to say, I, I, I accept them. It may not be that I agree with everything, It may be that I I recognize they're like me. They have strengths. They have weaknesses. Uh, They they have things that they struggle with, just like I've got things I struggle with. But I I accept them. I accept them. I accept them as they are. I accept them as a person of worth. I, I, I accept them as someone created in the image of God. I accept them as someone that God's not finished with yet. And they're still growing and they're still in process as well. Part of respecting means accepting them. Accepting them. But also it may mean forgiving them. Forgiving them. And we'll, we'll unpack a little bit more of this in just a few moments. It may be that... As a young adult, there are some things that you look back on and say, I've got I've to forgive. I've got to forgive. As I've been forgiven by Christ, I have to forgive. I have to release some of this stuff to the Lord. And please hear me this morning. I, I, I understand. I've had lots of those conversations through the years. Now, and for some of you, You may not always be able to honor the person, but you can honor their position. You don't always have to honor the choices they made or the actions they took. In fact, there are some instances where they are not honorable, but there is still a calling to honor the position, even if you cannot always honor. honor the person. We respect them by not talking disrespectfully to them. And that doesn't mean not direct at times, and we'll again circle back to that in a moment. And it may be that part of your journey today is just to say, I I need to honor by accepting and by forgiving. As a young adult, I honor my parents by, by respecting them, not talking disrespectfully to them. But it may also mean that as a young adult, I honor them by listening to them, by listening to them. Proverbs, a wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. 
that, 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 that yes, there are things they don't understand. Yes, there are things that, that, that maybe you don't uh, agree with along the way, but, but you still honor them by listening to them. Now, hear, hear this next point. As an adult, as an adult, I am not now under the authority of my parents. I'm out on my own or whatever it may be. I do not always have to take my parents' advice, but part of honoring them is I do need to respectfully listen to their advice. I don't always have to take it, don't always have to agree with it, but out of honoring their position, out of respecting them, I should respectfully listen to their advice. And someone said, well, wait a minute, you don't know my parents. You don't know. What a, what a mess. What a mess they've made of their life. And they've done this and they've done this. And, and man, their life is just, it, it is a mess. I understand. I understand. But it might be that even though they've made a mess out of certain parts of their life or the major parts of their life, they may still occasionally have something to speak into your life. I mean, maybe think about it this way. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, right? (laughs) Right? Right? You don't have to take their advice. But part of honoring is to respectfully listen to their advice and even recognize that who knows, maybe twice a day, even though there's a whole lot broken in their life, even twice a day there might be something that's on target that I can learn from along the way. As a young adult, I honor my parents as I respect them, as I listen to them. Let's, let's carry that, that one more step. As an adult, as an adult, I honor my parents and certainly even building on some of those things that we talked about as a young adult. But, but let's add some layers to that by appreciating them, by appreciating them. Proverbs 23, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise. Second part of that, that proverb we looked at just a moment ago. Do not despise your mother when she is old. Well, what is it that I can appreciate uh, about my parents? Well, uh, there's several things. How about their efforts? How about their efforts? I mean, listen, parenting is just flat-out hard work, isn't it? It is hard work when you think of everything that's involved in being a parent. It is an incredibly hard job. I mean, you wear multiple hats almost every single day. It is an incredible challenge along the way. Maybe you've seen online, it's, it's, it's gone a little bit viral uh, here, a, a letter that was uh, supposedly written by a husband, he and his wife had had a had a had a fight, and a lot of it centered around uh, what he was doing and what she was doing in the home, and so she just kind of walked out for a couple days and let him see uh, what she was doing in the home, being a, a, a mom, and he came to a few realizations about her effort. Here's here's the letter, my darling. Two nights ago, we had a huge argument. I was exhausted when I got home from work. It was 8 p.m., and all I wanted to do was lie down and watch the game. 
you weren't in a good mood and you were clearly tired after having a long day and you were trying to put the baby to sleep as the other kids were fighting and all I did was turn up the volume. Would it kill you to play a more active role in your children's upbringing, you ask, turning the television volume back down? You can help out more around the house too. Hey, I said defensively, I work hard all day just so you could play in the doll's house all day. Yeah, (laughs) that's why he's writing the letter. (laughs) The argument just kept going like that. I said terrible things to you that I can never take back, and you screamed saying that you were sick of it all. So you tearfully ran out of the house and leaving me to take care of the children on my own. I was forced to feed the kids and put them to bed all by myself. When you didn't come back the next day, I was forced to ask my boss if I could take a day off so I could take care of the children. I experienced the crying and the tantrums. I experienced having to run around so much all day that I didn't even have a chance to shower. I experienced being forced to heat the milk, getting the kids dressed, cleaning the kitchen all at once. I experienced being cooped up all day without speaking to an adult. I experienced the inability to sit calmly at the table to have a relaxed meal whenever I wanted because I had to run after the kids. I experienced feeling so physically and emotionally drained that I just wanted to sleep for 20 hours straight, but had to get up a few hours after falling asleep because the baby was crying. I live two days and two nights the way you do, and I think I get it now. I get your exhaustion. I get that being a mother is all about sacrifice. I get that it is more tiring than being among corporate bigwigs for 10 hours and making economic decisions. I get how frustrated you must be to have to sacrifice your job and financial freedom so that you can provide for your children. I get how uncertain you are about the fact that your economic security now depends on your partner and not just you. I get how hard it is not to be able to hang out with your friends, exercise, or get a good night's sleep. I get how challenging it is being locked up and being forced to watch the children while imagining what you must be missing in the outside world. I also get that you must become upset when my mother criticizes you how you choose to raise our children because nobody in the world knows what is best for our children like their own mother. I get that being a mother means carrying society's greatest burdens, being the person that nobody appreciates, values, or remembers. And I write you this letter not just to tell you that you are missed, but additionally because I don't want to do another day without telling you, you are strong, doing an excellent job, and I admire you. You can appreciate their efforts, right? You can appreciate their efforts because parenting is hard, hard work. And not only their efforts, but aligned with that are the sacrifice. How about their sacrifices they've made along the way? And certainly time and energy and all those things that were articulated in that letter But let's just even narrow that financially. Earlier this year, CNN Money published a a thing where they said, well, what is kind of the average cost of raising a kid in America today? And this is is not factoring in college expenses, but CNN Money kind of did their calculations, housing, food, you know, all those things. Basically, their their number cruncher said it it, it costs parents about $233,610 to raise a kid just getting them to high school graduation, right? 
Well, next time you want to whine, just think what your parents could have done with an extra quarter million dollars, right? Yeah. I mean, come on, huh? Come on, right? So you can appreciate. You can appreciate their efforts and their sacrifice. And one expression of appreciation is just to stay in touch. To stay in touch. And I know that's challenging for us as we get into the adult world and we get busy and uh, we, you know, maybe you're raising your own family and you've got work demands and home demands and all of this stuff and you've got all these things going on in your life and sometimes it just gets busy. But one way of just saying, I appreciate you, is I'm going to make an effort to stay in touch. I'm going to make an effort to stay in touch not just on mother's day but as a regular rhythm of our life as an adult i honor my parents by appreciating them but also it may very well be and many of you have walked this road or are walking this road right now and that is you honor your parents by providing for them by providing for them Notice how Scripture talks about it. Honor widows who are truly widows. This is in the context of a church. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of the Lord." Part of that honoring is there may be the time when I have to step in and help meet some needs along the way. Again, Paul writing to Timothy, but if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. That there is that calling to, to provide. And again, I understand. I understand this is incredibly, incredibly challenging, right? Hey, we have you know, sociologists call it the sandwich generation. And some of you are smack dab in the middle of the sandwich generation right now. You, you have children that you're taking care of on one hand. You have some parents who you have needs and you're trying to help provide for those needs on the other hand. And you're a big old slice of bologna right in the middle, right? I mean, I mean, you are in the middle. You are the sandwich generation. That's the season you're going through. And it can be incredibly trying and challenging along the way. I understand that. Well, the calling of God is still to honor our parents, and that may include providing for them. Think about this for a moment. Jesus on the cross. Jesus on the cross. We have recorded in the Gospels, and we talk about the seven sayings of Jesus. So here he is, very difficult to speak and to communicate, very difficult to even draw breath. But what is one thing that he makes sure he does there on the cross? He provides for his mother. (laughs) He looks to John. says, John, behold your mother. Wants to make sure his mother is provided for because he's not physically going to be present to do that anymore. We honor them by providing for them and that might mean we provide for them physically or financially it may be that we have to step in and help 
Maybe that we have to step in and, and, and make some physical arrangements. And, and I realize there's not one size fits all. And, and, and that'll look differently for different families and different circumstances. And, and what's the best decision for one family is going to be perhaps different than the best decision for another family. But it's just how do we provide? How do we provide physically? How do we provide financially for this parent whom we love? I provide for them love. And you can spell that T-I-M-E. T-I-M-E. One of the things I do in honoring my parents is I provide love. I provide love. And it may be that even for you, you'll go through a season when, when one parent's no longer living. The other parent is. It may be that in those moments they especially need that love that love and that time for you to invest in them and in that relationship. Provide for them physically, financially. Provide for them love slash time. Now, before we step away from this, when we talk about honoring our parents, would not serve you well if I didn't take just a moment and talk about to those whose parents have hurt them deeply. You say, yeah, Jeff, I hear all that you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But you don't know. You don't know what I experienced. You don't know the hurt. You don't know the pain. And I, I know, I don't. No one walked exactly in your shoes. But the command to honor the parents wasn't just for those who had really, really, really good parents. But it was for every follower of Jesus Christ. But the application of that may be different. And so let me just give you a couple thoughts here. And the first is, if you have been hurt very, very deeply, don't deny it. Don't deny it. Don't cover it up, don't excuse it, don't minimize it, don't ignore it. Said another way, don't fake it, face it. Don't fake it, face it. Don't, don't say, I wasn't hurt. Don't say, we're not ever going to deal with that. Don't fake it, face it. There comes that moment that part of honoring God and honoring our parents is, I need to face this. We need to face this. And it may be that very much for some of you, in order to honor your parents, you're going to do that by being honest with your parents. By being honest with your parents. And it may, it may be something like, you know, listen, Mom and Dad, thank you. Thank you for everything that you did for me. And I want to celebrate and I want to appreciate the good things that you did. But there's a challenge for me in that. And the challenge is because there are some things that happen that deeply hurt me. And I'd like us to face those. And not just kind of keep glossing over those the rest of our life. For some of you, that may be the conversation that would most honor your parents by being honest with your parents. You say, Jeff, well, that's, that's, that, that's, not, that's not a safe thing to do. I mean, that's, I, mean, it, I mean, physically might not be a safe thing to do. 
Or you say, I'd like to have that conversation, but my parents are gone or they've passed away. There's no way to have that conversation. It's not safe to have that conversation. And what I'm going to say to you is the instructions are the same. Don't fake it, face it. Be honest, but it may be that you just need to to have that conversation in the presence of of Christian counsel and and a good Christian counselor. Here's what I know. Here's what I know. If you don't talk some of this stuff out, you'll take it out. You'll take it out on your spouse. You'll take it out on your children. You'll take it out on somebody somewhere along the way. Don't, if you've been deeply hurt, don't pass on that generational junk, right? Face it. Face it. Allow God to be the healer. Allow God to restore. Allow God to help you to move forward. And I'll just leave you with this one last word from God's word. For my father and my mother have forsaken me, but the Lord will take me in. Again, I know. For perhaps most of us in this room, we don't even have to worry about this last little section. (laughs) We've been so blessed. And our calling is to honor, to honor our parents appropriately given our stage of life and theirs. But I know that in and out of this room this morning are going to be some folks that this is an incredibly hard thing to do. And maybe there's going to be just a handful of folks that feel like my mother, my father, they have forsaken me. And here's my word to you. Even if everybody else in the world, beginning with your own family, has forsaken you, the Lord, the Lord will take you in. That's why he sent Jesus Christ. That's why he died, so that you and I could live, so that you and I could be adopted, in the words of Paul, adopted into the forever family of God. That's the family that has the one perfect parent, the one whom we honor above all. Let's go to the Lord together in prayer today, please. Father, as we come to these moments, Lord, I, I know this, this is an exciting day, uh, a day of celebration for so many. And Father, we thank you for, for moms. And then, Lord, even, even later this morning, we're going to have some uh, families, uh, just parents and children, dedicating themselves and their children. And Father, what, what a great day. For many, this is a day of celebration. And, and we thank you and praise you for that, Lord. To, for many today, this is a challenging day. It's a challenging day because maybe this is the first Mother's Day since they lost their mom. Or maybe there's some that have longed to be a mom. And for whatever reason in your sovereign uh, watch care over all of us, that has not come to pass. There are perhaps some that carry some challenging memories. And find it incredibly difficult to honor a parent, a mom. And so, Father, just wherever this day finds us, 
Lord, would you help us, help us to find our acceptance in you, to, to find our security and the love that you have for us in Jesus Christ. And Father, out of that, that love, Father, would you, would you help us to love others, beginning with those in our own households? And Father, would you teach us whatever season of life uh, this day finds us in, whatever season of life it may find our, our families in, Father, would you teach us how to honor, how to honor uh, our parents? For Father, when we do, we're blessed and our society is blessed and you are honored and glorified. Father, thank you. Thank you for those that you have used to shape us, to make us the men and women that you created us to be. Help us to honor you and honor them. As you just take a moment and sit before the Lord and